My doctor told me to accessorize and buy nice shoes. I'm pretty sure he said to exercise and eat the right foods. Ha <laughs> ha! Oh, that's not that's not that. Oh, that was definitely written by an AI because it's like it's something that's got the shape of funny, but it isn't actually funny. Like there's no joke there. And then there's a guy in a pool with massive. He's like in an empty pool. But his his pants are huge for some reason, and the woman says, "Did you forget to take off your depends again?" Mm. Good. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to read any. Are you, are you good? Because I'm ready to go. <laughs> and by yeah. go, I mean stop the call and yeah. just end. You know this. what? We're done. <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Welcome to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet Podcast, the only podcast to combine the subjects of gaming, tech, media, and puppets for no easily explainable reason. It's it's February 3rd, 2024. You are the internet. I am Kevin Blades. My pronouns are he, him, and this is episode two of season two of Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Joining me is my co-host. His pronouns are he, him. It's Andrew, a.k.a. Bat Phantom. Hi, everybody. Where, so, every bloody? Did you say every bloody? I heard every bloody. I, I don't think I said every That's what bloody. I heard. You know, the problem is it's the compression because we're recording this remotely. Jamie is currently vacating he's That's even more correct, remote those are you couldn't get more remote than he is right now because he's effectively on the other side of the planet yeah we have no idea he's somewhere in like a hemisphere or probably i don't know what's going on i believe on. he what's is happening? currently in the middle of the pacific ocean <laughs> it's very middle he's hunting godzilla that's what he's doing right now mm. he's looking for kaiju he's joined monarch <laughs> So, have you have you had a chance to catch I Monarch have Legacy not, of Monsters? And I've heard good things. This I is, enjoyed it. I, I probably should because you know I enjoy me some kaiju. I'm not I'm not a like a, an anime guy at all, as mm-hmm. we've discussed before, but I do mm-hmm. I do have a soft spot for the Godzilla verse and what I really enjoyed is that it's it's got a great emotional core. <laughs> which is something Does that uh, you wouldn't expect. Yeah, no, it's it's very Emotionally driven, very family okay. oriented, and in terms of like actual family, sure, not yeah. like, it's not like family friendly per se. But no. it's, well, it's kaiju. It's, How could you? Know, it's yeah. monsters stomping on buildings. It's well, there's it's only so much you could do to make that family friendly. Well, it's interesting because it it almost parallels uh, Godzilla minus one, which I talked about before, which was phenomenal, mm-hmm. um, and and which also had an extremely powerful. Emotional that I really should watch. Around. I've heard so many people oh, say, God. "Oh my God, it's amazing!" That I, I really yeah, should. It's just tremendous. I know you're not going to go to the theater, but uh, it's uh, it's definitely a great uh, experience. And you know, they, they it is officially Oscar nominated. Yeah, which is a fantastic uh, nod for them to get an, an Oscar nomination for what was a very small team and a very minimal budget. And if anything, it shames the other films that are in, that are nominated because of how how much they were able to pull off uh and you know it, it's it's a beautiful film and you know the the visual effects and are what fantastic. are they nominated for visual effects visual effects okay right yeah you know it's a small team uh the the budget for the film was like 15 million dollars right which is nothing and they made these it, days that's and like, exactly that's and, and catering. it looked it looked fantastic 
and uh, but again, it was the emotional core. So, and, and with Monarch, uh, you know, they've got the advantage of having Kurt Russell and his son Wyatt. Wyatt's playing the young version of, of of Kurt's character. Oh yeah. So so it's really it's a, it's it's a little gimmicky at first, but they're they're both sure. fantastic actors. The only issue is uh, the other actor in the past um, is playing the younger version of John Goodman's character from Skull Island. Oh yeah. Uh, the Kong movie and uh, Skull Island was for- great. I mean, was, exactly it, it tremendous. Was legitimately good. Yeah, and uh, but the actor who's playing him doesn't look like a young version of John Goodman <laughs> okay. per se. Right. So it's 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 a little. It's not as not as uh, easy. It's not like uh, John Goodman Junior's running around. I don't think uh, <laughs> looking like him. So, um, but again, it's 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 got a very strong emotional core, which I was really happy with. And you know, it's got some it's got some good kaiju action, but not not it's not, not the driving force so. of the show. So, I'm I'm fine with a different actor. I think we're too we're way too married to this whole like this actor is now this character. Like we gotta mm-hmm. let other actors play the same characters. Absolutely. Like I'm I'm so like not okay with the whole let's CG young Luke. Look, yeah, when you when you see the actor that they got to do the stand in for the for the young Luke in the Mandalorian, why didn't you just cast him? What it's just he's he's so close to like young Mark Hamill. Just let another addicted, actor. They're addicted to the tech at that level. It is. You know they love showing that. off. You know, and I mean they de-aged Kurt Russell for for the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume Two, and, uh, and it looked great. But I mean it was though. it was very it was yeah and it was also very uh, limited. But yeah, that's right because in Mandalorian they had a totally different actor. Yeah, they did de-age him for the for the season two. I think for his his performance, his he oh, no, showed up was, at the end that of that season. That was all they they had just like moved. That was all deep fake again. That was all the same. It was I the thought, same no, technique. I, that's what I thought. But he was there. He was actually present for that one. It was it was in season three where he was. He had a bunch of scenes with Ahsoka. That was definitely oh, the other right, actor. Yeah, Mark okay. Hamill had had nothing to do with that. They didn't yeah. even use his voice. That was all. Yeah, that digital. was all. That was all digital. And that also was much like, worse. Um, for they did uh, a James Earl Jones AI thing in um, yeah. Obi Wan as well. Well, but we'll, I, w- I want to talk about that. We'll talk about that more in Gizmo Town, but uh, okay. it plays into something we got in the notes. It's there. true. So, yeah, anyway, we, we should we should continue on with the. We should uh, actually initial... do the podcast. Hey, those yeah, good intro for just two of us. You know, yeah, we, we could absolutely. Talk. We could tell yeah. you who needs Jamie. He might as well oh, not even God. be here. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. Look, this is it's Jamie's test because we laid a trap for you last time. So this mm-hmm. is the this is the yeah. trap we're laying for Jamie. Is does Jamie get to listen to this? Actually, he probably oh, will. I'm sorry, Jamie. I'm kidding. No, he will. He's, I'm kidding, he's Jamie. You know, I'm he's kidding. A real, he's we, a true fanboy. He's a mark you. for the podcast. <laughs> Jamie will be back next episode for sure. Okay. I got to remember what the buttons on this thing do because I'm going to press the wrong ones. Okay, we're going to take a a not actual break and we will be back with the puppet pit. You have entered an alternate dimension, a dimension of fleece and fur of foam and industrial adhesives. So I hope you have good ventilation. A signpost up ahead. Watch your step. You have just stumbled into the Puppet Pit. Welcome to the Puppet Pit, where we talk about the puppet side of Operation Puppet for the last three weeks in this case, because we actually, we had every 
intention of recording a podcast last week. Mm-hmm. And then the the gods of podcasting said, you know what? I don't think any of your, people can't handle that much good podcasting. So they just said, you Kevin's, know, Kevin's going to sit this one out. Yeah, you got to you got to wait a week. So that's that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. So so we were going three weeks since the last episode. And um, so stop me if you've heard this before. It's been a heck of a couple of weeks. And no, it's come gonna, on. It's going to be it's going to be a heck of a month. So I got a lot of medical stuff to deal with <laughs> this month. And as a result, I'm intentionally keeping the build schedule light. So so there's there have been puppets though, and that's the good right. side. Um out of the 3 out of the four weeks in January, three of those weeks had build streams in them. So, you know, we did pretty good, all mm-hmm. things considered. Um, and puppets are being built. There's new puppets in the shop. And um, but one particular puppet got made that was very actually very special. So because I'm keeping the build schedule relatively light to allow myself recovery time, as it were. Um, You're making sweetums. I'm, I'm definitely I there there will never be Anything the size of Sweetums. I mean, if somebody wants to pay me the money to make a Sweetums, I'll make a Sweetums. But uh, I don't think anyone's going to do that. There's no I don't think sane. you got space to make Sweetums. I do not. But I mean, if it, if the you know that You'd would have to be, rent out a rent out a, a cabin somewhere, it would it would figure into the budget, right? The rental of yeah, the shop would figure into the budget. But you know, talk, talk to me, um, people who want full body suits. We can arrange that. <laughs> that that's the thing that can happen. Anyway. Um, so because of keeping the build schedule light, I actually got through all the builds I had planned for January about a week early. So I had a few days of like flex time where I could just kind of go, what do I feel like doing as opposed to what do I have scheduled to do? So what I ended up doing was going back to a build that I had started last year. Uh, and so I always like all the stuff that I make that's for myself, for the show, for my own collection, whatever, that stuff always gets put on the back burner, obviously, because that's not going to bring in any money. It's Mm. everything for the shop and for clients always get prioritized over everything else. So everything that's just for me ends up, you know, on the back burner. And this was one of those. So... Long time fans will know that in season one of the Oracle, which was the very first thing that Operation Puppet did, and this was before I ever started building. This was when I was just like, I want to make a puppet thing because I like puppets. <laughs> so I made the, the Oracle. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I started building a collection of puppets from other builders because I didn't know how to build puppets. Well, I didn't really know how to build puppets. Um, I had a concept, but I'd never actually done it, you know. You were doing it wrong, but you were doing it. Well, I had never done it as an adult, (laughs) right? And so I'd never done it right. Um, I'd always just kind of guessed as a kid and, and, you know, made weird, horrible, mangled things. But nevertheless, still a valiant effort. Definitely not the kind of thing I would want to put, for example, in a finished production on my YouTube channel, like the Oracle, for example. So I ended up finding puppets that I liked, that I wanted to make into these characters from other builders. In the interim, but during the course of season one of the Oracle, that's when I started building. And so by the time season two rolls around, I'm like, okay, I now know how to do this. I'm going to I'm going to end season 1. 
And then starting in season two, I want all of the characters to be designed and built by me. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm retiring. Yeah, the original all the ones puppets. were off the shelf. They were. Um, and they were great. And I don't have any, you know, they, they look fantastic and I, they, they fit the characters and the characters came first and all of that important stuff. Um, but uh, for season two, I wanted them all to be, you know, originals from me. And so I've slowly been adding in all of the characters that were introduced in season one back into the roster, as it were. We're almost complete. There are a couple of characters that I have just retired entirely. Um, but the one that hasn't, that never got built that I started last year and then got put on this, on the side burner was Frankie's nephew, Murray. And Murray is a little troll. And he was, uh, the original puppet was built by, I can't even remember the name of the builder. and I really apologize. I don't even think they're active anymore, but, um, the fun history of the original Murray puppet is that way back in 2018, when Jamie and I were in New York and we went to the Museum of the Moving Image and saw the Jim Henson exhibit and blah, 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 blah. blah. And th- those of you who know Operation Puppet know the mythology of us going to the Jim Henson exhibit. struck by lightning. Exactly. Well, like, mentally struck by lightning, right? Right. Um, Figuratively and literally. Yes. Um, the, the demonstration puppets that were at the Museum of the Moving Image, I know they've changed them now, but they were built by a particular builder. I think they were called the Long Island Creature Shop or something like that. I, I, that's just off the top of my head. I may have that wrong. Um, but, um, that the, the builder who built those actually were selling those specific puppets, like that model of puppet on their Etsy shop when I started looking around for puppets to add to my collection. So of course I was like, well, this was the origin of everything right here. I'm going to get one of those for sure. And that was the original Murray puppet. And it was just a little furry round headed monster. Very, very simple. So I started building Murray 2.0 last year and I didn't really have a full idea of exactly what I wanted, but I just knew that obviously there had to be a different design because I'm not just going to copy somebody else's design, just like the other puppets. I didn't copy the previous designs and that's why all of the puppets in season two look different from the puppets in season one. But this week or actually last week, I decided, okay, I've got some time. I'm gonna, and I had I totally forgot where I was in the build. So I picked up this like, Murray's gray. So I picked up this big lump of gray fabric that I just had in a box, and I'm like, okay, what did I do? I didn't even remember what patterns I'd used, and to be honest, I'm still not sure. So <laughs> I had built, Jeez. I built like I, I made a, the skull and the head. So the head, like the the skull and the fabric of the head and body were already done great fantastic i'm way ahead of where i thought it was going to be so all i have to do is make the arms and the body and the facial features and we're done um the problem is of course i i i still can't piece together exactly what i had used as the patterns and so thankfully this is the skull was done i have to do anything with that but the body insert because i wanted some kind of structure under the fur of the body I'm like, I have no idea what this is. It's it's a kind of, kind of a weird tube. And as I was like rummaging around in, in my like cast off, here's stuff I might use one day. I found a prototype body that I had made as a design for the new Oracle. And right. I'm like, 
this kind of looks similar. And I just shoved it up inside the Murray puppet <laughs> and it fit perfectly. So I'm like, well, I guess this is what I use to make this. Sold. There we go. Done. So that was convenient. I ended up putting some boning into it, but um, that Murray was, 2.0 was born. It, exactly. So then I ended up doing the arms and for the facial features, this is where it got really neat because um, I decided I wanted to do like, obviously the original Murray was just like a little round-headed furry guy. I wanted, since he's Frankie's nephew, he's a troll in the, in the Oracle universe and they're all fuzzy, but they've got, you know, the pointy ears. And so I wanted to give Murray ears. I wanted to give him eye bags like Frankie, um, because they're in the same family. And so they got to be, look like they're related in some way. I wasn't going to do a blink mech or anything like that. But because he's quite he's small, he's still like a young troll compared to to Frankie. Um, but he's also very like he's hyperactive, right? He's high energy. So rather than because you know how Frankie's ears go down, I wanted Murray's ears to point up. And I started just like I started carving some foam and and I took some foam and I got just started attacking with scissors and I got a shape that I liked and I made that into a template. And then I went. So normally what I would do with something like that was I would get the shape I like, make a template, carve the foam, and then I would cover it in fleece um, or or fur, depending on how, you know, what I wanted the thing to look like. But in this case, I'm like, hmm, you know, I'm going to try something. So I ended up dyeing the foam. And so it's just raw foam, and I wanted his accent color to be orange. And I had some orange fleece that I used for his fingers. So I'm like... Okay, let's see if we can match this. And I found that I could match the dye color of the fleece for the fingers perfectly for the dye of the foam. And I'm like, oh, this looks fantastic. So I ended up for the very first time that is something other than a tongue. I've done dyed foam, carved foam tongues before, but that's the only time I've ever done like just raw, uncovered foam. Um, This time for Murray, his ears and his eye bags are all just raw carved dyed foam and that's the kind of a neat thing and that's a new thing for me so so that's cool that's a long way nice. of saying i did a new thing <laughs> you know you're always around. you're always reaching out for new ideas i new, i hope new so. methodologies it'd be funny if you were locked into your ways already mm. but that's definitely In not the your way shit. i kind of am and i'm trying to to not get a little bit too bogged down and stuff like that but no, you're definitely i mean i think when you're making the commerce puppets you want to move move along relatively. Quickly. Yeah, there is a point you know, at which for the you kind of got to go. Got here's here's the standard model of this, whatever, and you just be able to to, to make those right. But even I'm just still, scrubbing, I'm, I'm going through your episodes trying to find Murray. Oh God, but, Murray's uh, like I think it was the episode somewhere in or the uh, editions. Um, the editions don't seem to have it. Anyway, I don't want to. Yeah, but yeah, uh, he's somewhere in season. Oh, one. Murray, there it is. There's a whole the episode called Murray. The episode called Oops. Murray, exactly. I, it was for some reason that one played with audio. Uh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, he's just a little furry guy. So this one, I, he, I'll put the um, the the picture of the of the finished puppet as the episode um, artwork. But uh, if you've been on my socials, you've seen him. Uh, and so Murray's because of that. I was actually able to then write the script for season three, episode one of the Oracle. Yes, it is in fact coming and it will be the reintroduction of Murray. So that's, that's the fun, exciting thing from the puppet pit for this week. And for this month, the the thing I think I wanted to announce is 
I have literally got dental work scheduled for every week this month. So, Does your dentist get you like a <laughs> – uh, some kind of a frequent flyer card. It's, you getting like, an iPad just, out of this or something? It's just the way it worked out. Unfortunately, it's just the timing is kind of lined up. Um, but because of that, and because I find a the dental work I need done. Let me put it this way: Have you ever heard of bone loss? Because I've Jesus. got bone loss. I've lost bone. Okay, who knew you could lose bone? I now you gotta know. drink the milk. I told you you gotta drink the milk. <laughs> so, that's one of the things I'm having to take care of this month. And kids, as a result, kids, drink your milk. Oh, listen, get the whole milk. If not gonna, this, not skim milk. If we're gonna do, if we're gonna do the kids' advice thing, just please take care of your teeth when you can. Go to the friggin' dentist. Yeah, I spent oh, God, I, I spent a, a long period of time when I wasn't able to afford to go to the dentist. And so that I'm paying for it now. <laughs> it's, that, it's disgusting that we we our our society decided at some point that dental dental work, work was, is secondary. Was not yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. it was not considered preventive maintenance or me, something that needed to be done. You, so it, it it became something that for people with jobs yeah, to be able to afford and exactly. coverage. But uh, no, it absolutely should be. So at any rate, occurrence. what what the the bottom line is the build streams for February probably are at least in question and I doubt they're going to happen just because I need the recovery time because I also of course have to keep building stuff for the shops build or streams you could lie play your old build streams pretend they're live well I think then... people might notice that because of because <laughs> of live stream <laughs> it's in the clue is in the title it's just like the TikToks where they're doing live TikToks except that they're clearly recorded are they re- but, are uh, they doing that I don't I abandoned oh yeah TikTok no it's a whole a long thing. time ago no it's it's terrible but that's that does something sound terrible. it's the whole scam where you tell everybody you're live and you're going to do something and anyway I don't want to get into that <laughs> okay well yeah that I promise everybody if I say I'm live I am actually live um but Here's me holding up today's newspaper oops newspapers don't exist anymore <laughs> yeah exactly um but you can always go back and look at the archives uh we will be back i like doing the build streams they just they they tend to slow me down during the week and what i can't afford to do is get slowed down this month is is what the bottom line of that is uh, but they'll be back don't worry uh march is much more likely that the build streams are going to be back so they will be back you can catch up on all of this stuff that we do we are of course deeply in the fediverse all of the links are on OperationPuppet.com. All of the Fediverse-specific links are in the show notes. And that'll kind of – that's kind of it for the Puppet I, I just – I hate that every time I see the word Fediverse, the first thing I think of is Kevin Federline, who was Britney <laughs> Spears' ex-husband, who was that's, K-Fed. That's you, though. I, oh, honestly, I know. this is the first time me. I have made that connection. It's because you brought it up. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> it's such a great thing, and it it's just tainted for me. But yeah, okay, then you can replace it with the Federation, like Star Trek, yeah. right? Yeah, that's exactly. What it, that's literally what it means. That's exactly, Absolutely. That's, that's that it. would be so much healthier if I could do that. There, well, you could start working on that now. So Andrew's got some therapy to work through. Yeah. And to accommodate that, we're going to take an actual break, and then we will be back with Gizmo Town. Hey. 
the sky above the port was the color of a YouTube video hit with a copyright takedown. Around the rainy streets, people huddled with neon umbrellas and impractical goggles. Here we fight the corporate arcologies and get excited about phones. Welcome to the mean streets of Gizmo Town. Oh man, are we going to mention those corporate arcologies arco- today? <laughs> the corporate arcologies are look, look. It's, it's it's more relevant now than ever. That's the scary Jesus. thing about it. Welcome <laughs> to Gizmo Town, where we talk about tech. Starting as always with the Deck Nook. We got that was very AMDJ of me. I don't know why I did that. <laughs> I love going AMDJ. The Deck Nook. Welcome to the Deck Nook. With stacks and stacks and wax and wax and light up your Saturday night. I'm going to stop doing that now. <laughs> Wow, where did that come from? Um, just, just flows the deck, the deck nook. So in the deck nook, we have this is where we talk about handheld, uh, pretty games, much. I mean, systems the, and, and related sta- related tech. It's evolving. So switch it's an evolving to world. confirmed. Lol, not really is the note. Yeah, I mean, the, you, every you, you take this because I I'm not a Nintendo person, so I got no <laughs> idea what's going on here. Every every couple of weeks, somebody wants to confirm the existence of switch Two before nintendo does and uh last week or week before i'm not sure it was recent um a story came out that a company had been uh basically committed by i don't even know if it was nintendo it was basically (laughs) they're committed to make 10 million uh screens and 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 that was considered nobody to be needs screens for anything these days. <laughs> exactly. It was just such a large order that the, the, the news decided that this was confirmation that this was going to be for the switch Two, which also leans into the, the theory that it's going to be coming out, uh, the, in the holidays. Right. So, but it's, it just, it's just laughable every time it's like switch Two confirmed. And it's absolutely not in any Definitely way, shape, not. or form. Yeah, it's not confirmed until Nintendo says, yeah, by the way. Yeah. But didn't they say something about it? I'm sure. Oh, they've, they've, they've said it's in development. But, they, I mean, they they're certainly, certainly haven't suggested that it's going to be out this year. A cheeky wink and a nod. Right, exactly. Of course we're working <laughs> on something. But, you know, it's it's just, you know, we, we had anyway, for last Anyway, isn't that Mario game great? Don't you like Mario? Here's some yeah. more Mario. You kids like Mario Wonder. But... Um, <laughs> You know, this is the week after they announced that they're officially shutting down the 3DS store and the yes. uh, Wii U store. So, you know, and there's a lot of speculation that the next generation of the Switch will not be backwards compatible, which would be that absolutely would be devastating. That was, I mean, it's not, it would not be out of character, first of all. It would no. be extremely in no. character, but yeah. uh, nevertheless. I, I couldn't imagine it, it wouldn't be backwards compatible with the Switch, at least. But, I mean, I don't know. It's, I can, it's a, I mean, this is I just based on my limited, admittedly, experience with Nintendo. I can see them going, well, it's not backwards compatible, but if you pay us this fee, here are the games that you can therefore download or whatever. Right. Like they, they could easily work that into their uh, online store. Because which is everything, what the, which is how they do the everyone wants your fucking $14.99 a month now. That's mm-hmm. That's what it is. Um, yep. Next, Aneo, who was, who were, was, I think we talked about this on the last podcast, was going mm-hmm. to launch a handheld PC gaming rig that ran on Linux, isn't doing that now. They are, in fact, going to launch the next light with Windows 11 instead of, it wasn't going to be SteamOS, it was going to be HollowOS, which was a, a user uh, a branch uh, sort of fork that was attempting to do something like SteamOS, 
they are, in fact, going to go with Windows 11 anyway. Um, I don't really blame them. I mean, yeah. obviously, people, it's, it is a, a broader user base if they just go with Windows in, exactly. in general. Exactly. It is still disappointing to us Linux enthusiasts, of course, but it also doesn't preclude you getting one and putting Linux on it yourself. I mean, that's that is a completely yeah, feasible the, thing. The enthusiasts do. always have that option, but you well, know, it, would, it. it would have been nice to have a, a some. It's and the thing is that INEO is not exactly going to be sold at Best Buy. You know, it's, no. it's still just going to be online. It's going to be an Indiegogo like thing. Yeah. It's, it's going to be one it's, of those. Um, so. But uh, the problem, I think, ultimately comes down to the fact that that Valve still hasn't released SteamOS as a general purpose OS. It's mm-hmm. still the, specifically locked down to to the Steam Deck. Um, and, and until they release like an OEM version for people to just download and put on their their machines, I don't think we're going to see a SteamOS machine other than the Steam Deck until they do right. that, right? It's just not... It is, doesn't make any sense for a company to do that. And it particularly didn't make any sense for ANEO to do this um, based on some news that I saw. And I did not, of course, bookmark the article. So I'm I'm going off of memory. So, of course, this is going to be inaccurate and I can't cite sources. But Hollow OS, which was the fork of Linux that they were going to put on it, has actually been dis- discontinued. And they're going with a different architecture now for their future releases. So it e- makes even more sense that ANEO kind of went, oh, wait, this isn't going to have any support after we release it? Maybe oh, we shouldn't God, do yeah. this, right? Like that, that yeah, would run be, away. That would have been a nightmare for them. So I don't, obviously, don't blame them for going this direction. It just makes business sense from their perspective. But please, Valve, at some point, do the thing. If you're, if you're all in on Linux, and thank God you are, Let's let's get going. Let's make another let's make more Linux based handheld PCs, please. Definitely. God. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see Steam OS making the jump to Windows anytime soon or the, Oh the next no, Steam that's deck, it, so. it no, it definitely so that's, won't. That's the I think the, the next the benchmark. Yeah, the, the next the thing is going to be like them releasing Steam OS as a general purpose OS and then people being able to use it as a as a full-on distro and there's going to be mm. new steam machines that's the thing that is everyone's yeah. waiting for right um yeah. uh, but it's we're not there that it, they haven't done that yet yeah well and, and i kind of understand it they're waiting till it gets bulletproof and they're almost there but they're yeah. not quite there yet and i i totally understand like if they go because they've already had the experience of releasing that too early They've already done yes. the steam machine thing and it not working, right? Yeah. Now, all of those things were steps on the way to getting, like, the reason that the Steam Deck is so good is because of all of those steps along the way. But right. they're not going to release it until it's ready and they've learned that lesson and thank God they have. So, you know, yes. we're, we're good. We're good. Everything's fine. Don't panic. Everything's good. Mm-hmm. We're, we're getting there. So, so uh, I didn't. I didn't put it in the show notes yet, but okay. uh, we do have a little more information about the MSI Claw, oh, yes. which is which is uh, obviously the new uh, handheld the that's claw. coming out, which is the first one. Yeah, I can't help myself. You always <laughs> hear that. It, it's interesting how the marketing's actually leaned into the Claw and like the way they describe um, the. Oh God, I got to look this up. The word is insane. Um, quickly though, while I'm, while I'm doing that, mm-hmm. so it's it's the Intel based one, obviously, which is the right. Big, oh yes, the yes, big yes, twist with it. So it's it's going to have um, the Claw will have a VRR screen, which has just been confirmed. Oh, okay, which is nice. So it'll go uh, 48 to 120 hertz 
VRR, which is a huge improvement for yeah. for playability. People really love um, VRR. Is really VRR. kind of important. I found like before the for the time that I had the um, uh, what was that thing called the Ally the the yeah. the Rog Ally. <laughs> Um, VRR is actually kind of a, a good thing to have on a, on a screen that size. Yeah. And because of the lower, lower power, you can, yeah. it'll improve the, the frame drops too. So it should make for a much smoother environment. Um, on their website for the claw, it says perfection through anthropometry. Oh God. <laughs> anthropometry, is, huh? Anthropometry, okay. which is, which is a real word. And I'm going to Google the answer. Anthro- the scientific study of the measurements and proportions of the human body. Wow. Okay. I'm putting yes. that in the show so notes. Anthro, yeah. Anthropometry. I'm just anthropometry. guessing how it's spelled. It's just, no spell checker in the world is going to get anthropometry. Come on. Anthropometry. <laughs> and in the, graf- in the graphics for, for part of that, they show the hand wrapping around it. And, of course, it's a claw. It's a claw. Because, because the claw. claw. It's called the claw. Yeah. And again, the dragon is is the mascot for MSI. Okay, but it is it is, but they are they are leaning heavily into its its comfort. It just it just means instant hand cramp to me. That's what a when you claw your controller. That's what that means. It's it's an instant hand cramp. It's not ergo gaming science of comfort with thousands of sample data collected from around the world. The claw is ergonomically tailored for comfort and precision. Okay, anyway. So that's that's I'm the sure news. That's all oh, true. and I've also while I was googling that, I came cr- across an article which uh, it's from videocards.com. So it's not exactly <laughs> with a Z. Please tell me. Yeah, with a Z. Oh, they are saying that the claw is reported to launch on April first in Spain. Now, whether or not that's a that's a you know because it's April Fool's Day, they're April being 1st, funny. It's automatically sus. Yeah. yeah. So, but the fact that it's Spain is, it does definitely lean Jay. into the, it's an accidental announcement from yeah. uh, international sources. So it is possible that it might be available. Or in they the first. just love claws in Spain. Who knows? Maybe, sure. they just, they, maybe they're getting it first. On the name. Spain's going to be the test market for the claw. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, so that's, so there is definitely movement. In yeah. The, in the deck nook this week. It's good. It's it's all good. It's, all of the things that are happening in this space are good, and we embrace it. Um, but and you know what we don't spell. embrace? The AI bullshit. And, <sighs> and wow, this one just keeps getting better. So... The the supposed George Carlin um, back from the dead special that was supposedly generated by AI. Guess what? Mm-hmm. Grift all the way down. That was yeah. not written by AI. It was written by one of the dudes who yeah. was involved in this bullshit. I hope thing. it wasn't Will Sasso. I don't. I don't. I hope that Will. I think it that, was but... actually. Oh I th- really? I think it was the name. I, I think, remember. I think he's just trying. It's funny because dudes. Dudesy. Is it Dudesy? Dudesy, yeah. Yeah. So that's the, the gimmick for the podcast is that the two guys, Will Sasso and the other one, are <laughs> are told by Dudesy what they're going to do for the podcast. And it's it's supposedly AI generated and then they go and they, and it's and it'll it just barks orders at them. It's it's not funny. I don't know. I mean, I love Will Sasso, but you know, whatever. If it's the gimmick for the show, that's fine. Um, but then this stupid fucking AI special came out and it's clearly 
supposed to be. It's an ad. It's an ad for AI. Right. Look what we can do with AI, with the power of AI. And the only application of AI was that they they uh, sampled all of the George Carlin specials and created a voice AI for him, which is easy. You can do that with with a, with a sentence these days. You mm-hmm. can turn it into a, a virtual thing. And then they obviously recorded, they wrote the thing in in what they felt was George's voice. And I don't, you know, they could probably argue that they used ChatGPT to generate some basic ideas or something, and then they just I'm sure they did. It. But yeah. like, what does so, that yeah. even mean, so, right? I could use Clippy exactly. to do that. Like, you know. but I love I love the fact that they were open. They were open that they did call the AI from the material of his shows, and his family went, "Hi, uh, that's stealing." <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, we did not give you well, permission. Like, this for that. didn't come out until until the the estate went. Um, by the way, a lawsuit, and they yeah. went, oh, oh, "Oh no, it wasn't written by AI. Uh, we wrote this. Yeah. It's a parody." Yeah, uh-huh. but again, the fact that they obviously did that for for the voice, yeah, that alone is is still illegal because it was taken uh, without permission from from the estate of George Carlin. Mm-hmm. So they they are definitely going to end up paying a big chunk of change. Thank for, fucking God for their stupid little. Hopefully that's uh, a precedent. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's it, all of this bullshit is just grift from the beginning to the end. It's it's 100%. all just. Giant spoonfuls of bullshit to the point that, and I wish I, I again didn't bookmark the article. I wish I had because I can't cite sources. And so take this for what it's worth. But like, uh, apparently a lot of big companies are like now saying that they're using AI, but they're not actually using AI. They're just laying mm-hmm. people off and hiring like overseas workers for pennies and having them do the work and pretending that they're AIs, but they're not AIs. They're just low-paid oh, workers. It's so great. I mean, these 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 assholes are just it's just grifters, as you said. But this that's is, all it is. It's exactly it. It is just grift all the way down. And that's just the problem. We were talking about this in the Discord the other day that like there are legitimate uses for machine learning. There really are. There are, you know, like in, in, in image manipulation programs, I use it when I'm making videos and DaVinci Resolve has a really great neural engine built in that helps to do things like remove the green screen background and can AI detect where there's hair, for example, and remove the green background from that, which is really hard to do in any other method, particularly in things like drug therapy, in cancer screening. There's lots of great uses for machine learning. This bullshit is not what it should be used for, but of course, yay capitalism. This is what I found the article, article, and it was in fact Chad Colgan who who wrote it, not not Will Sasso. Okay, and I'm I'm guessing based on I've seen video of Will's reaction to this. Yeah, I don't think he knew what they were doing. I think this was just him springing it on him and he was like we're fucked <laughs> yep we are so fucked this right now like he, he was going gee this is really impressive and he's you can tell his brain is going we are done this this whole never <laughs> is gonna, over I, i'm sorry guys i got a cab i gotta go go now yeah, because i'm disappointed that he hasn't <laughs> yeah i'm disappointed he hasn't thrown this other dude under the bus already but yeah. uh, it's 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 pitiful but you know and now it's outed and now it's just another another uh Nail in the coffin. Yep. Uh, speaking of bullshit companies, Microsoft is now worth three trillion. Fucking. Th- I and mean, so honestly, to celebrate, we're laying a lot of people off because that's what we do now. 
Yeah. And, and, you know, Microsoft was not alone. There were so many mm. companies that let go so many people. In the bloodbath in tech right now is ridiculous. We were talking it's about this incredible on Mastodon. And of course, because it's Mastodon, it's all, you know, socialist witches. Hey, mm-hmm. we're using an operation puppet meme. Good for us. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, no, there's no, there is absolutely no reason for all these layoffs to be happening. This is literally just investor like bullshit going, mm-hmm. oh, hey, they did it. We should do it too. And it's not the fact like, that you can announce on in one hand, hey, look, we're we made five hundred million dollars this quarter. Yeah. Also, we're gonna have to let go of a lot of people. And that's and we exactly thank you for it, your right? sacrifice. Because they're they're claiming it's over hiring because of the pandemic. And it's like, well, no, that's not that did that isn't a thing. When you've got an office that have people that are overworked, there is no such thing as over hiring. When you yeah. are are making record profits. You hire people. You don't fire people. But again, maximizing profits is what it's all about. Welcome to the increasing and shittification of the internet. Let me tell end you stage. about Linux. Anyway. End stage capitalism. <laughs> yeah. no, that's, You and, mentioned the end shittification. Um, Cory Doctorow had an amazing speech this week. I um, haven't read is, it yet. I saw that. I saw he was like, here's yeah. the answer to inshitification. Yeah. I should, I'll, I'll find the link. I'll add the link to the uh, show notes. Please do. Everybody should read it. It's such a great piece. And the of, fact that inshitification is like fact, the word of the, of the year. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, but it's also, there's also ways around it and people are already starting to, yeah. to go to that next stage where, uh, you know, people are, are realizing that it's, it, we're not forced to read this, uh, to, to live this way. There are, there are definitely, uh, ways to deal with that, the is, that is exactly it. This is what I was talking about last time. We're actually going to do a, a piece on Gizmo Town going forward where I'm talking about like, here's the alternative to this um, because mm-hmm. I have been living that life for about six months now. And let me tell you, it's not easy, but it's good. It's nice yep. over here and you can do it too. So, so yes, there is an answer to inshittification it it requires something of you. It requires you to do some learning and some work, but it is absolutely worth it. And really, what what's the alternative, right? Like <laughs> at the moment, the answer is swallow the inshitification or do something else. And there yep. is a, there is a something else. That's the point, yep. right? So yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. There's there's alternatives, and and I've added the link to the show notes. So nice. It's, um, yes, I see it's that. Thank everybody you. Should be reading. Um, so last, I guess, well, it's, it's just, if anything, it ties into it. The fact that uh, this is the 40th anniversary of Apple's (laughs) 1984 ad where they announced the existence of the Apple Macintosh. Think different, right? Well, and it was, it was a landmark ad. I mean, it was, it was a huge deal in advertising as much as computing, you know, this massive Ridley Scott ad that was shot for the. Super Bowl, or was it for the Olympics? It was tied into both. I think both, it was I the think. Olympics because it wasn't it like the the whole thing was like the person running up the middle was like a shot putter yeah. or something. It's a hammer throw, hammer throw. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she threw the hammer at the screen, but um, you know it was it was they were calling their shot back then, and you know they almost they 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 made a big deal of the Mac, and then they almost died, and then they came back and turned into a juggernaut. So. Yep. But uh, the ad itself was a, was a huge deal. People did not know what was going on. <laughs> it's like, is, is this a so? This is a movie trailer? No, no, it's an ad for Mac. For what? For what? Macintosh. <laughs> well, you mean a, what the that, fuck is that? A computer? What? What? 
do I want that? No. <laughs> Why would I want a Macintosh? I want it now. You know. <laughs> I, I guess buy one for the university, maybe. Yeah. Sure. How many people have one in their house? I can't imagine very many of our listeners owned a Macintosh back in 1984, 85. I sure didn't. God. I mean, I, di- I didn't touch a Mac until 1991 when I was in college. Yeah. So anyway. I've got two in the house now. <laughs> you know, yeah. We're literally recording on one right now. Yeah. So I guess yeah. it worked. <laughs> you know? It did. Good job, um, really, Scott. Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. Speaking of like the, the encroaching intrusion, I mean, like – Apple so far has been relatively bulletproof in terms of that, just because they don't necessarily need that. I mean, compared to how Microsoft is going, like Microsoft all in on the full initiation. I mean, they're pushing ads out to fucking Outlook now, they, right? It, like, they just don't know what they're doing. It's, they, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's bonkers. And at least like, uh, you know, I, I, I don't want to get into a whole, you know, Mac versus PC bullshit nonsense because that's another like road to madness. But Apple has been relatively safe from that bullshit until now. It is starting to go in that direction. Well, so, the walled garden was a big part of it. Yes, you know, that is exactly you know, that it. Was, it, was, it had its strengths and a lot of weaknesses. I mean, you are so. pay, you are paying for it, but you are paying for something of value, at mm-hmm. least, right? That's the, that was always my yeah. point. And they're um, all, you don't need to know the settings. Let us deal yeah, with it. Yeah, that, well, there's a whole other side to that. But mm-hmm. that's the thing Also, Max don't get viruses. It's well up until recently that was true, but it's mm-hmm. not true anymore. Um, but that's the other side of me really going heavily into Linux is that like, well, my income has dwindled to practically nothing. So going forward, like I'm not, I can't afford to stay in the Mac ecosystem anymore. And in the next few years, as my, as my existing tech ages out, I need alternatives. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, but having said that, you did buy the Vision Pro. Oh, you know, you know, I, I wouldn't even, even if I had the money, I would not be tempted to get the Vision. Can you Pro. imagine writing a check, I, yeah. handing over four thousand dollars for a fucking VR headset? I mean, uh, this is still Gizmo Town. The what, yes. what's happening right now? If you look online, there are videos of people going full gargoyle, walking around the streets of, of San Francisco, wearing their Vision Pro headsets yeah, on the streets. Of course. It's just amazing. <laughs> I saw, I think it was a blue sky. Somebody posted, like, I, I saw a video of somebody in their in their Tesla on autopilot wearing a Vision Pro, and I am officially moving to Alaska. That's it, man. That's <laughs> it. We're done. That is Go it. We're, that's full Unabomber, yeah. kids. That's, yep. This is the thing that I keep coming back to is, like, because of the encroaching intrusion, and not just encroaching, like the rapid intrusion. I'm like, I have found my Luddite point. I have been a, a mm-hmm. tech enthusiast for the entirety of my life up until this point. And it's not just an age thing. It is a it is a use case thing, yep. right? It's, it's how the tech is being used. Up until now, it's been used to make people's lives better. But since the tech bros became a thing and suddenly everything had to be about profit – that's what initiation is all about. And so it's now making people's lives actively worse. And this yeah. is not the point of tech. Just today, I had to explain to my mother why there's going to be ads on her Netflix. <laughs> yep. 
Yep, and that yep, was yep. a fun conversation. I'll bet. Okay. Um, time for a palate cleanser, I would say, because I'm out of bourbon. So I'm going to get more bourbon. Are we done? Are we good? Are we we good. <laughs> we we good. about identification enough that we can move on to video games. We can because there's they're we not, must they're not subject to shitification. There's no shitification no, in video games. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back with pixels and tokens. Video games, board games. Video games, tabletop role-playing games, video games, and now for Pixels and Tokens, where we talk about all kinds of gaming, but mostly video games. All right, here we go. Hell yes. I'm going to give this a shot. All right, if you or anyone you love suffers from arachno-automatonophobia, Please avoid this season of Diablo 4, season of The Construct, has launched about a week ago, actually, yes. because we're a, we're a bit late. So, yeah. So, have you played any of the new season of Diablo 4? No, I haven't. I honestly haven't fired it up yet. I've been intending to. It's been interesting because I was, when I was uh, on Reddit, when it was telling me what was going on, uh, the initial response from the fan base was insanely negative. Really? Well, and of course, I because it's they, Reddit, first of all. What are you doing? True. <laughs> but the, they seem to have some fundamental issues. But those issues were dealt with almost immediately. And now people seem to be quite happy with yeah, it. It's, it's, it's fine. I played a bit. And it's fine. It's fine in exactly the same way that the other two seasons were fine. Like, it's mm-hmm. literally in exactly the same way that the other two seasons were fine. Well, there isn't that much difference, to be honest. The construct the construct is pretty aggressively different. Well, this is the thing. that the, the gimmick of this season is, of course, you get a robot spider, and you get a robot spider, and everybody gets a robot spider. Arachno-automatonophobia. I made that up. Can you believe oh, really? it? Yeah. Well played. I honestly mean, thought that was a. Th- it's weird. just a combo of arachnophobia and automatonophobia. So it's like <laughs> robot and spider together. So robot Perfect. spider fear of robot spiders or automaton arachnophobia, which would be that's robot spiders and arachno automatonophobia would be spider robots, right? Yeah, because uh, that's how language works. But Arachno was first. You, Arachno you came was, up with that I, one first, Arachno, so let's stick with that. I went with the comedy version because Arachno-automatonophobia yeah. sounds funnier, and I don't know why. I agree. <laughs> but it does. But evidently, uh, Spider-Boy has been uh, extremely powerful. Like, like I it's able to I solo Durial. Really? I yeah, guess I like, just haven't leveled my my construct up enough to notice that. Well, I, being, so, being Diablo, let's yeah. let's not beat around the bush. People who are hardcore, mm. they poop socked it mm. and they went to ninety five as quickly as humanly possible. Yeah, no, I'm just so, casually, I'm just poking at exactly. it. Exactly, I don't yeah. be the same way. But these these people who just went friggin' ham and immediately maxed out their characters and were getting the nine twenty five loot. Um, I guess they very quickly discovered builds where the robot was basically like there's a video of a guy just running around the map and the robots doing all the work fighting Duriel really? and beating him. Yeah. Wow. So 
All it's, right. It's crazy. I look forward to that because I'm doing so what I've decided my my strategy for Diablo four, since it seems like they're really, really leaning into the seasons and nothing else is mm-hmm. that I'm going to rather than have a bunch of characters in the was it the eternal realm is like the yeah. the non seasonal thing. Um, I'm going to just like pick a pick a you know a class and they're going to play that for the season and then when they move to the eternal realm basically I'm going to delete it after I'm done and I'm going to like cycle out the the classes that I'm interested in playing so that way for example I do have favorite classes like everybody and I want to keep playing those classes, but I don't want like 30 copies of the same character. <laughs> I think the right. only application of the Eternal Realm moving forward will be the full expansions. Right. So they they already announced the, the expansion that they're going to release. And I, I, I don't think that's coming out until the one year mark. Probably so, not. That sounds about but right. It, but yeah. that, that will almost definitely involve your Eternal character. Right. So – it's kind of silly because, you know, the whole re-rolling a character for a season means you have no real uh, link to your main character. Well, so. the, the other thing is, like, we uh, Jamie and I talked about this actually on a, on the one that, one of the ones that we did solo was the fact that, like, well, t- I – for me, the way I play RPGs in general and even ARPGs is, like, I always have a character concept. I always know – who that character is. There's always like a personality or a backstory or something behind it. Even if it's just in my head that, that connects me to that character. And I don't, I don't really care what level they are or you what role players are adorable. It, it really, but the thing is like, I don't, it's an R P G. What does the R stand for? Like the thing I Roll. always like the thing that always killed me with like RPGs and people go, Oh, you're a role player. Did you no, not read the sign on the door when you came in? Like, what, what do you think? It's like playing Doom and not shooting anybody. Like, just R-O-L-L is, player, rolling the dice. This is RNG, what the game baby. is. Anyway, um, so yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't really worry. Like, you know, my, my, my necromancer, my character concept for Beverly the necromancer, it doesn't matter if that's like the seasonal character or the the eternal realm character. I can delete one and remake the character. It's still that character. I still have a connection yeah. to that character. It's still the same thing. Like it's yeah. it's fine. So I'm not gonna worry about that. I'm you know, as things move to the eternal realm, all I'm gonna do is like bank their good shit and delete them and remake them for the season, depending on what class yeah. I feel like playing. So And the, they are making Respecking easier too. They are, yeah. Thankfully, the skill trees. I haven't even looked at the new one yet, but it's, it's, I'm sure it's, it's better. It is than it better. It's much better. They still haven't implemented like um, layout or loadout slots, and that's right. what that's, everybody's that's waiting for. Deal. That's like yeah. you need that, please God. Let's just have that because it's so. It's still baffling when you know we're at the point where so many game systems have been implemented for decades. And yet these new new versions of a game come out and they pretend like those other games don't exist. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, gosh, we haven't like, even thought of that. Bitch, give me my loadouts. <laughs> it's, you know what a loadout is. Don't pretend you don't know what a fucking loadout is. Yep. 
Give me loadouts. It's so uh, no, we're, 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 we're working on developing that. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, it's on the list of fuck you. It's for a game. You know, that, goddamn like, well. And this is the, like for Diablo particularly, it's heinous because, like, yeah. this is literally what the entire end game is is your build and switching between builds based on the quote from your very own marketing team build changing items that are based, therefore, around a build that you can, therefore, switch between based on your gear. That's very simple. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Destiny Item Manager or the Destiny apps for, for doing loadouts? I'm, I haven't. I you know actually now that you mentioned it's, I haven't it's seen actually worth loadouts. looking at. Like right. It's worth looking into just to see what kind of shit that people came up with with just basic <laughs> access to the API. Yeah. It is and this is this is shit that shames the devs. Mm. Like like the devs didn't want to implement loadouts. So people went, "You know what? Let me take care of that for you." <laughs> and and because they had access to the API, well, you can do loadouts on the fly. APIs are good, guys. APIs oh are good. Oh my god, it's 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 insane. And they're they're complex. Yeah, you know, there's yeah. a lot of complexity to it. But once you once you figure it out, you can switch a full loadout on a, on the fly. Change mm-hmm. your subclass, change your entire mod layouts and your weapon layouts, and just boom! Now you're the other thing. You know you can do it on the fly in any any game mode that lets you change your 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 weapons. Yep. You know, and and it's 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 massive. I mean, especially for end game content, you need it. You need it. You cannot function without well, and that's, it. That's and they, it. And yet they don't make it part of the friggin' game. That's the crazy part. The fact that they already had it in Diablo 3, we talked about this before, but like the fact that they had it in Diablo 3, that's what the armory is, right? right. That's what that is. Just do that well, again. Well, this is Diablo 4. Fuck <laughs> off. And which is trying to be Diablo 2 because we're frightened yeah. of the fanboys. Yeah, we went too far. We went too far. with. That'd be great if they just said that. No, no, no. no. We gave, <laughs> we gave people Everybody too much fine. power in 3. We needed to roll that shit back. Remember that guy at, at BlizzCon that everybody thinks is a hero? Yeah, we listened to him too much. Jesus, can you can you imagine having to be the guy that go? You know, you guys had too much power, and we had to take away some of your power. Can you can you just imagine how how fast you go and their ass would be out the then, door, man? Oh my god, that's, that's it. Anyway, I, I am looking forward to playing it. Obviously, Jamie it's hasn't good. had a chance yet since he's away. So I'm hope we, hopefully we can hook up together. It's been forever since we played actual video games I, together. I'd love that. I think it's it would be great. I'm down. But, I'm uh, down. We'll, know, Frankie, we'll Frankie play it. Yeah, you know, I, I do miss the Diablo three where you guys would be like level sixty, and Matt and I would finally fire it up, and we just you just say wait here, and then you, you run into the dungeon and it's just it ding 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 season, ding ding. Last season it got the opposite. I was the one that was trailing behind all of y'all. That yeah. was that you guys were carrying me for a while. That was that was uh, wild. Uh, Nice change of pace. Yeah, it was a nice change of pace, actually. <laughs> I I think we'll do that again. Anyway, but Jamie's um, the one that's been carrying us. Anyway, yeah, so. it's true. It's true. He's got to catch up. He's got. He's yep. been. He's been vacating. So you know, he's mm. behind. Um. Next, speaking of Jamie, this was a note that Jamie added. Well, I added the note, but he added it into the Discord. Follow up from the previous podcast. It's a feel good story, y'all. In video games, those are rare. 
We talked last time about City of Heroes Homecoming, which was these the fan-run server for City of Heroes, the MMO that shut down years ago, that got an official licensed deal from NCSoft, I want to say. I should have wrote yeah. that down, but that sounds about right. Um, they weren't the only fan-run server. There was also City of Heroes Victory. Well... This week, it was announced that City of Heroes Victory has entered into talks with City of Heroes Homecoming, and that server is being added to City of Heroes Homecoming as another shard and will be part of the official licensing deal. It is a feel-good story all around. I love hearing things like this. It's just so nice. And on nice. top of that, we're going to have new content written by ChatGPT. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? I mean, I wouldn't. For only four ninety nine a month. There's this, yeah, well, this, 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 there's uh, a limit, I think. And it's like, if these people wanted to like add, I don't know, NPCs that talked with ChatGPT and you didn't have to pay for it, I would actually kind of be okay with that. I understand there's like six people working on this thing and it's all volunteer. Like, yeah, fine. All right, whatever. That's the other remarkable thing about this is the fact that they're not changing their business model. It's still all based on donations, right? Yeah. So it's like, and they're they're keeping it going and growing. So that's amazing. I love hearing these kinds of stories. So there we go. It is a feel good story all around. City of Heroes thrives. An old MMO that is that is basking in the sunlight of glorious fandom, etc. Mobile gaming is dumb and sad, apparently, and I have no idea what this note means. So you got to fill so us in here. Last last week. <laughs> oh no! Now you know you know me. I love my waifu on my waifu games. Okay. You know, I'm I'm a sucker for 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 nice art and and a moderately compelling environment and not. Uh, pay to win kind of a thing, you know. I'm, I'll play. I'll play these waifu games for a while. So I don't. I don't like the schoolgirl ones. I'll be perfectly clear. <laughs> <That> just creeps <laughs> my shit out. Good. So good. there was an announcement. Otherwise, I mean, I would like to still be friends with you. So that's exactly, fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so they announced uh, uh, the re- the world release worldwide because usually these things go regional. Like, of course, they're in Japan for a while. And then if it's successful, they consider doing a translated version for global release. Right. So they, they announced the release of a, of a, of a, it's not schoolgirls so much as a, a girl I group. Have a question game. from the room. Yeah. I don't know what a schoolgirl thing is. I, I, I just, just the main don't. characters are, are schoolgirls. Okay, you know, is this like pers- is this a persona it. thing? This is how little I no, know about this no, shit. No, pers- persona's more. Yeah, it, that's that's a different uh, different game. Okay. That's that's a proper RPG. The new one's supposed to be. You know, they did a remake of Persona Three, which has just been released, which is supposed to be phenomenal, which is great. I'm sorry, everybody. Is, I don't know anything about anime. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I really, I really. Anyway, don't. this game was is a simple rhythm game. Uh, okay. With 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 schoolgirl with the characters for the band, and um, the game is, is very simple. It's it's just like tap the screen with the music kind of a thing. Very simplistic. Uh, the other part of the game is you buy you get the loot boxes basically, which has different costumes for the characters and things like that. So you can sure. dress up your your girls as as such and that's fine again I'm not a game i was interested out. <laughs> yeah we this game was not on my radar we haven't even got to the creepy part yet so they announced the goal the global release coming in february 
in the same tweet, Uh-oh. they also announced that the game right was going to be shut down. Tweet. Oh, in the same tweet, <laughs> it was being it's being shut down in May. <laughs> okay. It, yeah. It's 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 absolutely baffling. <laughs> it's like the game is is done and we're releasing it, but also we're only going to leave it out for six months. Wow. Or not even six months. And it's it's incredible. I mean, like they've they've been speedrunning these games for a long time in terms sure. of releasing it like we're going to have content for years. Also, we're shutting down. <laughs> but the, for for a game to announce its global release and its shutdown in the same fucking tweet. That's wild. Is, wow. It's beyond parody. <laughs> like parody would be announcing its global release and then 5 minutes later announcing that it's being shut down. But to announce that it's being shut down in the same tweet where you're telling people it's coming out in February. It's, it's, a, it's the full Holy milkshake shit. duck epic. It's just in one tweet. <laughs> it's it's a it's incredible. It's wow. incredible. So uh, it's just an example. It's just another example of how mobile gaming is just absolute f- dog shit. It can't be and, that profitable anymore, right? I mean, people are kind of seeing through this shit now, right? Like, it's. Been- I think that's it. I think we're definitely at a point where people are being much. They're they're not falling for it as much Mm -hmm. i mean i've talked before on the show about uh the crazy mobile game ads and that's still happening where they've got ads that have absolutely nothing to do with the game there's this one that's been going around where the gameplay is 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 it's like a puzzle where you shoot and then you're trying to the the bullet bounces around the screen and then eventually tries to you're trying to cut the line if the guy's being hung or whatever and you know it's the whole oh i this this whoever's playing this is terrible. They they keep missing, and I know that I would do so much better. Um, and so so and there's it's a not YouTube. obvious at all because yeah. Well, there's a YouTube you're video. Smart, it turns out. The guy the guy says, you know what? I'm going to play the game for you. And I, at first, I thought it was an ad for the game, but he he downloaded the game and he plays it, and it's got this gameplay for it. And then as you you're on the map and it looks interesting, you know, and you're playing it and you. And you, you do a couple of levels with this, and it's very simplistic. And then after about 20 minutes or half an hour of gameplay, it reveals the actual game, which is yet another one of those stupid base games. They're all the same game where you have your base and you have your resources and oh, you have right. to farm yeah, things yeah. and you have to build build up your base and, and build up elements of your base and then attack other bases. They're all using the same basic framework sure. for these games. All that they have are, are is the hook. And and it's so weird how they, they all the ads are centered around the hook, which is barely even in the game. You know, like this the stupid one where the where you're shooting the numbers and you have to shoot the low shoot the number until it's zero and then it gives you the, the better weapon and then you, you you you're taking in these infinite waves of, of enemies and it looks it, it it activates some kind of a lizard part of your brain where you go, I like this, I can do this. <laughs> and but the game itself isn't that. It's it's that for like a minute and a half and yeah. you have a little mini game and then the rest of the game is just that same bullshit uh just where you're leveling up your fucking your fort or whatever. It is it is looped into the initiation model, right? Where it is. like they have one thing and then all they need is is the angle. Yep. Right. It is it is just the old the old grift. It is it is still the fucking the guy playing three card Monty on the corner is just the modern version of that. Right. Mm-hmm. It is just like And the, we and you still have the the candy crush. 
mode. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So there's a monster Monster Hunter, uh, which is a very successful Capcom series. There's it a mobile is. version of that. But I there's even, also I had even played some Monster Hunter right. something or other. I can't remember. And, what that, it was. and it's fine. But they also released a, a a very cute little tile matching game, which is very much a Candy Crush game. Where you're the cats because the you have like the cat is the one that does all the work on the island. I remember the cats. Yeah, so they made they made a game just centered around the cats on the island, and it's just a puzzle matcher. And you as you as you unlock puzzles, it's it's garden it's gardenscapes, and same as all those other games where there's there's a basic part of the story where you're trying to unlock it as you play through the, the puzzles. But of course, the puzzles get stupider and stupider in the in the main game where you have like 10 moves to clear an entire wall. And it's like, Oh man, you were so close. You, f- you should just buy a couple more moves <laughs> and you know, and then you'll the, be, you, everything will be fine after that. Yeah. You'll be able to move forward once you unlock that next level, man, just, just give us a dollar. <laughs> and that was the, that was the, the part of candy crush that got so many people addicted where yeah. they thought, Oh, it's oh okay. Here's a dollar. And now, now I've got, an hour of unlimited play. Oh, this is great. Now I can finally move forward to the next couple of levels. And it's what I have to cook dinner. No, 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 no. You, you, you cook dinner. I'm, I got an yeah. hour. It's, and the worst thing is that <laughs> those, those puzzle matching games go back to bejeweled on, you know, the old PC game. Mm-hmm. And, and the whole point of that was it was Zen. It was meant to be yeah. a simple, engaging, barely even a puzzle. Just, it was just, just a just the a mental state. mental it's exercise. About, it's about the flow state. Yeah, and it was just about you know you could still have puzzle bits where you once you ran out of moves that was the end of the thing. Oh, now I move on to the next one. But it was once they incorporated the the mechanic of limited moves for a level. Yeah, where things got evil. Where then it became, oh, you could buy a few more moves if you gave us like first it was, oh, you can use some of the the gems you've earned to to get more moves. And then it, oh, you're out of gems? I guess I could sell you some for a dollar. <laughs> or here's here's a treasure chest with a thousand gems and and a bunch of cute costumes for your <laughs> kitty cat. And it's only eleven dollars. It's like if your drug dealer were to were to sell you a box, right? And in the box, it it might be crack, or it might be candy floss. Yeah, <laughs> right? and like you just gotta buy the box. You don't know. It could be. Oh, it's it's so frustrating. <laughs> I mean, these these games used to be a few bucks. You pay a few bucks, and then you could play the game, and it was great, and you enjoyed yourself. And then it was like, yeah. what if we didn't charge five dollars for it? You just gave us money uh, forever as you play it, and that's instead. part of that's part of the symptom of the of the genre being in trouble, right? It was because they have to start squeezing the whales more and more, right? right. They have to right. the, the people that they know are hooked. They have to get the maximum amount out of them while they can, because they know yeah. that the clock is ticking, right? So, yeah. and mobile gaming is designed. To, to to make your mother want to play, you know that was Candy yeah. Crush. Candy Crush was a billion dollar success. My mother in law plays Candy Crush, although exactly she's, in, she's insistent that she doesn't spend any money on it. So she doesn't spend much money on. Well it. done, mother. Most people that say they don't spend any money means okay. Well, by not much, I mean five dollars <laughs> a month. Which you know, yeah. again, if you're getting gameplay out of this and you're enjoying yourself, 
I, I, that's fine, but it's, it's gotta be a reasonable amount of money. Let me just unlock the fucking game and get like, here's 20 bucks. Let me play this game till I'm done with it. Well, this is like, no, 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 no. You're going to give us five bucks here and five bucks there and 20 bucks here. And And this is the thing that this is the reason why I've never had a problem spending my like whatever 1495 a month on an MMO as long as I get the shit from the MMO is because like, I understand servers cost money, development yes. costs money. People need to make like the living doing this shit. If I want this game to live, it has to earn money. I understand right. that. So I'm happy free, to free to play is the lie. That's, yeah. that's been, yeah. that's honestly, that's been the biggest problem is this concept of free to play games. And, and that, that ties into the app store when the app store was launched and people wanted just something. It's like, I don't want to spend money. I just want something to play. And they're yeah. like, well, we could give you the demo version. And then if you like it, you could give us five bucks to pay the to, to to pay for the full version. Okay, great. And then it turned into, oh, we have the store now where you can just buy gems. You know, it started out with buying fucking blueberries for your Farmville or whatever, and and that was it. And then we were, we were screwed. And buying buying moves and candy cush was was the was the real yeah big one. And you know, and that ties into you know live service gaming, which is a whole different conversation, which you, I think leads you, into are you, are you the next segueing? line. You are in fact segueing. Yes. So this is wild because this literally just happened um this game wasn't even on my radar until literally like last night okay wow we're we're, we're gonna talk about this because it's it is an interesting conversation Mm Those of you who have been with us for a while know that I have a soft spot for a little game called Marvel's Avengers. Even though it had very bad press, possibly deservedly so, but that's a whole other conversation. But we've we've talked about Marvel's Avengers before. The whole live service game concept is kind of in trouble. Right. Like, I mean, very much so. Destiny made it work, but they're kind of the only one that, that really made it work. Um, everything that's tried to be something like that has really kind of crashed and burned. Um, and so it's kind of wild that this game has come out in the in the form that it has. But it's because it got such bad press and because I know my own tastes and because of what I like, and I went, I'm looking at the bad press and going, this sounds like something I would like. And mm-hmm. and and, and it, it shouldn't be, but I'm going to look at it anyway. Suicide Squad kills the Justice League mm-hmm. is the game that I have been playing all day. Wow. So, yep, I got it. And it's wild. So let me, we'll back this up a little bit. It has been in development for fucking ever. It had been delayed a whole bunch of times. years. Yeah. In some form or another. And let me tell you, it shows. (laughs) It really does. It is a game from a different age of the universe it really really is it is a game from that age when everyone went games as a service yep that's the thing we should do because it is so much like marvel's avengers it hurts it Mm -hmm. is it is marvel's avengers okay it's straight there's no difference 
absolutely no difference between them other than there's fewer characters. <laughs> right? Like, can you, that's can you imagine <laughs> what it was like for the devs who were hip deep oh. working on this game and then Avengers comes out. Crashes and burns, yeah. And absolutely eats shit. <laughs> and these guys are looking at what they're working on going, oh, Fuck. There must have been a point at which they went, well, we we can't go we can't rethink this whole thing. We exactly just, we they just were, have to they go were with it. All the way fully committed to the to this model and realized, you know, like and and as they're developing, you've got the the war against loot boxes, and they're yeah. looking at their beautiful little loot boxes <laughs> and their plans to charge four ninety nine for a loot box, probably, and going, yep. this isn't gonna work, <laughs> and just having the number of times they've probably had a Monday meeting where they uh-huh. had somebody go up to the whiteboard and just take a take a pressure hose to it. And go, all right. <laughs> yeah. And you let me tell you, you feel it, boy. I mean, I mm-hmm. my I be I I feel for any game developer in in the current atmosphere. And let me tell you, Rocksteady, I got your back because yo, I feel your pain. Um here's the, the closest the thing. other analog in terms of a good developer trapped in hell yeah. is uh what happened with Redfall. Yep. On the yep. Xbox, this mm-hmm. this feels very much like a company that was forced into a a box that was not their forte, and they were like, "No, no, no, you guys will be fine. You guys will be fine. We trust you. We trust you. You can totally. You got this. You got this." Yeah, but you, no, 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 you're gonna be, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. You're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. You're gonna be good. Just, like, just make money. It's fine. It's good. Money, 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 money. Um, this is infinite money. Don't worry about it. You're yeah. gonna be great. You're gonna be great. Wow. It's it's so it's so weird. It's so strange yeah. in this in this environment that like and the fact that the you know the narrative around the game currently is is just. You can smell the Marvel's Avengers stink <laughs> going mm-hmm. on with this thing, right? Um, but it didn't seem like it was going to get a fair shake in that oh, way. It was the, and that's the thing: Marvel's Avengers didn't get a fair shake. Like nothing right. in this model is going to get a fair shake based on the merits of the game itself, and that mm-hmm. is kind of the thing. And that I mean, remember, Marvel's Avengers is the reason that the Frankie Play thing is Frankie Play good bad games. Because yeah. a good bad Marvel's Avengers was the model for the good bad game, right? Is the thing that like in the press, in the in the popular mindset, is a bad game, quote unquote. And yet, me personally, I really enjoyed it. So I yep. there's something wrong with me apparently because I liked it. So that was the but, thing. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and with with this one, yeah. On the surface, as a concept. It's great. The the very the idea of of a of a video game where you are mm. the the Suicide Squad taking on the Justice League who have been corrupted by Brainiac and having to take them down. Fucking phenomenal idea. There's a thousand great ways to approach it and and have a really solid gaming experience. And and they went oh by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you have to make this a live service game that can be played forever. Oh, well, and this is the other side of it. So uh, this is where it gets interesting for me personally is in that. So 
in terms of the eternal war between Marvel and DC, I am very much a Marvel guy. Mm-hmm. DC does not interest me in the least. I do have a soft spot for Batman. But other than that, all of the DCs, particularly all the modern DC stuff, the very edge lordy kind of stuff is mm-hmm. like, it's not my wheelhouse. It's not my thing. I wasn't, this is why it wasn't on my radar because I just, I don't give a shit about the suicide squad or any of that stuff. I don't even know about it. Like I don't, I don't care. I don't want to know. But you, you played the Arkham games though. I did right? play the Arkham games. Yeah. And, and right. like them quite a bit. And, and like, I'm, I'm so into that thing. And that's kind of why I knew of it. Because right. I knew knowing was, this was being made by the crew that yes. made the brilliant Arkham trilogy. This is in the Arkham universe, as it were. So I'm like, okay, yeah. well, I'm aware of it. But just the fact that it is like it's not Batman centric. But let me let me back this up and go. I was the guy that actually liked um, uh, Gotham Knights. Remember Gotham Knights? Remember yeah, that it's thing? funny. I, I just just I swear it was just today. Somebody. <laughs> Somebody did a YouTube video where he played Gotham Knights and its DLC to platinum completion. Yeah. And and he also rather enjoyed it. I really liked it. It was great. It was really yeah. fun. But the funny thing is, but because that was delayed so many times and it was clear that they were backpedaling on the live service stuff. Exactly. Right? Yeah, like they, so they far. They went, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit, oh, shit. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. This is a, a limited release. We're not going to do eternal DLC or any of that kind of stuff. There was no like currency to buy or anything like that. You could just, here's, yep. here's the game. Um, it I, you know, I still poke it every now and then. It is genuinely fun, and I like it a lot. Um, yeah. But because of all of the bullshit bad press, and it smelled so much like Marvel's Avengers that I'm like, I, I got to look at this now because I know me. I know my tastes. I like the the grindy color loot based things I all of the things that it said this game was are the things that I like to play so I'm like ah right what the fuck I am in the in the exact right point that I want a new game to play so I'm like all right let's give it a shot so I have spent I don't know maybe 2 to 3 hours at most with it today and that's it. So, of course, I am fully qualified to talk about everything about this video game, like yeah. every other game reviewer on the planet who's going to tell you about this 40-hour game since they've spent an hour with it, and therefore you will know what to think about it because they've had a full experience, of course. I'm enjoying it. I'm genuinely enjoying it. Now, I will say this. There is an intro mission at the very start that is supposed to be designed to kind of get you used to the mechanics. It is clearly bolted on after the fact and is bad. Mm-hmm. Ignore it. Skip past it because the actual when you're in the game part of it will introduce you to the mechanics much more smoothly and easily than this weird intro mission that just throws all this shit at you and and you get lost really easily. Um, that's been my experience with it. The controls, now this is very standard for a Rocksteady game. If you remember the Arkham games, they've never been big on like standardized control schemes. 
like the like the the Batman control schemes for the Arkham games were always this weird like you know hold down A or left bumper to run and like these weird like none of this makes muscle memory yeah, sense. They, they right? didn't use your your normal buttons. That's yeah. For sure. And this game is very much like that. So so it's been fighting my instincts all of the way. And it's been really, really frustrating for the first maybe hour or so. And it wasn't until I had been like in the open world for an hour or two that things finally started clicking for me. And I, I started building some muscle memory. I started getting how the mechanics work and how the, the traversal is particularly weird. Because they're right, and that's that's been their big hook for it, though yeah. is is this insane traversal system, which does differ for each of the four characters. It, this is the other thing; it is very different from for the, all the four characters. And since I'm mainlining, I'm mainlining Harley Quinn just because, like, Harley is the only character that I even recognized, like that I even mm-hmm. know anything about at any of these. She's the only one I care about. I don't know anything about any of the others because I'm not a DC person, so I have no clue who any of these things are. Other than yeah. the fact that King Shark is clearly, uh, what is it, Drax? Like, this sure. is this is straight up like Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, they, they really, really want this to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, so the, you didn't the chemistry, see, uh, right? James Gunn's Suicide Squad, did you? I have not, and I probably should, but it's yeah. so obvious that they really want to make it that, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's so kind of pathetically that. <laughs> like really... Yeah, because King Shark and uh, Harley are involved in his, and so Deadshot is in the shitty Suicide Squad movie, and then, yes. like, what the fuck is it? Idris Elba's character and in, in James Gunn's is, is effectively Deadshot again, but it's a different guy. Right. So, but it's still the same guy who shoots. So it's, is it's it very death stroke because so, they keep making jokes no. in this one about like confusing dead, dead shot and death stroke as like the same character and he keeps getting pissed off and it's actually kind of funny. Yeah. No, death strokes a different guy altogether. But they're very um, similar, right? They have a similar color scheme or something. There's like a, something about them that's that's similar. yeah. Because dead, yeah. One of them is I don't know. Anyway, the Bloodsport. Bloodsport is the character from from James Gunn's right. Suicide Squad. Uh, but Deadshot is the Deathstroke slash Deadpool. You know, from that from, yeah, he's yeah, yeah. he's 100 from the from the 90s school of blood <laughs> character yeah. names. Um, but you know, he's the guy who shoots people. Yes. So he, he really kind of is. No, if when I'm when I'm watching the videos of people actually playing, the first game that actually comes to mind is Anthem. Well, this is the funny thing. Um, I was the guy that liked Anthem, even right. <laughs> right? Like, but it, but it feels more like Anthem for traversal because of the, the the way you fly around. It kind of feels like that. It actually feels to to me. It feels the most. It's very floaty. It's very. Yeah. It's very. You're zipping around like crazy, and there's a lot of visual noise that's happening. Right. And this is one of the things that I've had to kind of try and overcome, um, based on my old manness, because I'm I'm clearly aging out of the point that like I I probably need Adderall to play a game like this because yeah. there's just so much happening on the screen at one time. 
that I, one, I'm one of the first focusing, main, right? One of the first major complaints people did have was when when they started revealing gameplay um, was the absolute fucking amount of noise on screen. There really at is. any given time, there's you know, because so not only is there a shit ton of particle effects to distract you, there's a crap load of of, of icons around you on the screen for yeah. the HUD. And it's absolutely insane. That's true. It is how, it is, how you're expected to know true. what's now going I'm, on. I'm starting. I'm finding that I'm getting to a kind of a Zen point where I'm able to zero in on what the important stuff is, yeah. but it's not instinctive. That is the problem that I was having with it at first. I was really like at first I was like, oh fuck, this is not good because I was really struggling. And then it, some stuff started clicking. Some muscle memory started clicking in. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm starting to get a feel for this. It is still to the point that I have to f- really kind of focus on. What I think, I'm doing. I think you can, you can ignore a fair amount of it. Yes. Especially in the moment. Like right now, I need to focus on killing these guys. Yeah, and and there are and missions that are like my here's, guns. here's the specific goal for this mission. You have to do this and really yeah. ignore everything else because you really have to focus on those things. And there are a thousand things that are trying to distract you from that thing. Um, yeah. And so it it is very much that kind of game. And actually, what was what was the game that like? Oh God, what what did Insomniac make before Spider Man? There was that infamous, um, not infamous, but but there was something else that was like there was a game that had a lot of traversal stuff in it. Infamous um, had that. Uh, the, the electric powered superhero. Yeah, it's it's kind of like that. It is that very very motion oriented. Like the traversal stuff is very very floaty, and you're you're zipping around all over the place, and you're never really grounded. And that kind of threw me at first. I am starting to dial that in, but the problem, of course, is that different missions want you to play different characters, and the traversal stuff is so different between the different yeah. characters that it's like suddenly that, I've got no instinct for this at all, right? And that's what's really surprising me. Like I watched IGN's review today, and um, the, what surprised me was that there was no mention of multiplayer. Oh, really? Because it's like, there. Not it's... once in the review did he mention, but the real fun is when you play with your friends and each take a character and, and take out a guy. Yeah. He, so it, they didn't make a point of saying it was a single player review, mm-hmm. but it made it seem like it's a single player game. Sure. And, and that may be the case, and which is insane. And I think this is also where one of the major design changes happened, where I think up until a major turning point this was developed as a four-player co-op game i mean and that was that was the driving idea of it was that you it's were a there it's team. like it's right there and like you can start the game like that like there's no they don't obfuscate it it's right there in the main yeah. menu like but it it almost feels like they decided to to, to get away from mm. that in terms of it being the the driving force of it isn't necessarily to play with your friends. Kind of like Arkham so, Knight, right? <laughs> like, right. Well, even Gotham Knights was all about oh, co-op. Yes, Gotham it was, Knights, it was yeah. two men, even though it was a four, excuse me, there were four characters. Yeah. It was still designed to be played with two people. Well, and it's funny um, because that's what I keep coming back to since I played Gotham Knight all the way through. Um, it it feels to me like there was an overarching vision here between the two games that they just kind of went, oh, fuck, 
<laughs> like after all the shit hit the fan with Marvel's Avengers that because they had an idea and it was going to be that Gotham Knights was the Gotham game and that Suicide Squad was the Metropolis game and that at some point they were going to link up and I bet you that was the case. I bet you that mm-hmm. was the original plan and that they kind of went, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then they abandoned that at some point because it really, really feels like that was the case. Yeah. But it's and, uh, it's genuinely okay. I'm having an okay time with it. It's it's fun. Yeah, I'm, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I just brought up a Twitch stream just to get an idea of if anybody's actually watching other people play it. And if they're playing in multiplayer, but well, what strikes me about it is that yeah, Metropolis is a is a large map, but it's one place. And how many different en- enemy types are there in the game? It looks like it's a a, a rotating group of of purple enemies. Well, you know, they're all they're all um, like uh, aliens, right? They're all just like Brainiac yeah. aliens. Yeah, that's that's the main alien. So it's uh, it's, it's a shitload of of purple purple shields, and you jump behind the purple shield and you kill the guy. And and that's it, and and so I guess it's once you've done each of the mission types, that's the game. You've you're just rotating through these different mission oh, types. Yeah. It is very much that kind of game. It is like yeah. you know, here's this mission type, here's this mission type, here's this mission type. Pick which one you want to do. Yeah. Unlock and then the this end stuff. game is is the surprise surprise. It's multiverse. So you you end yeah. up jumping into the multiverse to do to do the same thing and. In a different world, different universes, Metropolis, but you're playing the same game with different. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm curious to get there. I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm not even remote. Like I said, I've spent like maybe, maybe max two to three hours with it now. So, yeah. so who knows? It does look but frantic. It is very frantic. You yeah. do have to kind of, and most of what I've been doing is just running around the open world, getting a feel for it before right. I really engage. What with are you the playing missions. it on? Uh, oh, easy! Like with the easiest difficulty. Like no, I no. I mean, what what platform? Oh, uh, PS Five. I've got it on PS Five, but it is multi-platform. Like it's cross-platform yeah. everything. Like doesn't matter what you get it on. Based, can... based on what I'm this guy's feed, he must be playing on PC because the the whipping around is so fast. Most so, of the stream, I watched a bunch of streams last night before I decided to make the purchase because, like, yeah, it's not cheap. Um, and most of the people I saw were playing on PC. Because the all the all the screen prompts were like keyboard, you know, yeah. shortcuts. So, so I'm I'm sure it's super playable on on console. But it oh, just, it's been, it's actually quite the, good. They yeah. they targeted 60 frames per second, so it's not it's not a Gotham yeah. Knight situation. <laughs> no, no, they 30. knew that that wasn't an option. But you know, it's uh, just the fact that it's definitely. Um, I'm just this guy looks like he's playing solo, so I don't think he's oh, yeah. playing with a crew. At least there's nothing on his HUD that suggests that there are other people that he's playing. I don't playing know that with. I've seen anybody playing multiplayer. I should because you can do just matchmaking from the main screen. I should probably do that at some point just to see, yeah. like what it, what the, the situation is. It's four guys running around. This screams, I'm designed to be. Oh, it is. A game you play with, with the crew. 100% but, it is, yeah. You know, like, it's, where, you, whereas you, you feel like have, you're being punished if you're playing solo. You always have all of the characters with you. So mm. whether they're bots right. or whether they're other players, it doesn't matter. You still got all four characters with you. Yeah. Now, it, it looked like something that I would have played eventually just to 
plays with the story. Yeah. Um, so far, the story is pretty good. I got to say, the writing isn't bad. The mm-hmm. humor is pretty good. It's very much video gamey humor, but it is still not bad. The voice acting is quite good. The guy who plays Captain Boomerang, I guess is his name, yeah. um, is really fucking annoying, and I wish he'd shut the fuck up, but, you know, he won't. Well, that's the problem. The character's supposed to be annoying, so <laughs> they're, they're, you're trapped. Your characters are very, very chatty, and the problem is yeah. that they keep repeating the same routines over and Ooh, over again. Yeah, that's, yeah that's it gets particularly for somebody like me who just likes to run around the open world and do random shit. You keep hearing the same routines over and over again. It gets a bit much. I wish there was a menu option to say, hey, be less chatty, but there yeah. isn't. Drop the chatter. Yeah. And that's something they might patch. And this is the thing is, is any live service game requires a lot of TLC after launch, yeah. like things that will be addressed in patches and, you know, in, and in, in, in newer content. And this just feels like, um, something that was meant to be a single player experience or like a, a solo experience, maybe play with friends, but it was meant to be played through the story's done. And you're like, congratulations, here's your platinum yeah. move on. And instead, they're like, no, 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 we want you to keep playing this forever. And the funny thing is, like, they've still, you can, you can, there's a, there's a, there's a shop, there's a cash shop. You can, like, yeah. buy this custom currency and get your costumes and all. And it's like, this is, I mean, I am, I, I can be subject to the dark pattern. Oh, look, I, you know, I, I spent a couple of bucks on Marvel's Avengers. I ain't going to lie. I got the Iron mm. Man skin that I wanted, you know, et cetera. But, I am not even remotely tempted with this because I'm not, I don't care about the characters at all. Yeah, you don't see the outfit and go, oh my God, that's yeah. the classic outfit that I def- definitely there's want the, for this There's guy. the classic dead shot. What? Okay, sure, whatever. Um, yeah. So so good on that. I'm not even remotely tempted to spend money on this, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but nevertheless, you know, it's, I'm still enjoying my time with it. So it's fine. Yeah. It's, Suicide Squad's fine. We need, we need to just get away from that. (laughs) And just, if, if they, if they could have made the costumes unlockable, like they used to be and stuff that you would get for playing through the game. Some are, you know, absolutely. And there's definitely some, but there's also a lot that are locked to the store. And that's because they want that extra cash because they're not going to treat this. I mean, obviously they spent a lot of money on this game and they've, they've, they clearly feel like, uh, with the amount of money they spent, they're never going to make their money back just on straight sales in terms of, you know, I'm sure they've sold a lot of copies and, and um, apparently the number one seller on PlayStation right now. So, sure. okay. Oh, absolutely. Sure. People are, people are definitely playing. There it. is a big disconnect between like game players and game journalists. There really, right. really is. Yeah. You know, there's there's a narrative now, obviously, to say that um, the game's a flop. You know, they and there's a lot of uh, streamers uh, or YouTubers that make content or want to make content, and they know that all they have to do right now is post a video that says "Suicide Squad is well, dog shit," yeah. and they're going to get hits for it. <laughs> That's exactly and they don't have to back it, it up. Right? They can shock, just they can just talk guy about thumbnails, it. and then like yeah. you know, but like I, I going through. The, the Twitch streams and like a lot of the Twitch streams were like, hey, this game's actually good. So it's yeah. like, Neh. 
there's there's such a they don't believe any of that bullshit. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to I guess that's kind of the point of this whole section and the whole point of good bad games is that like you got to decide for yourself. You you need to to like try a game and play it before you can decide if it's good or bad. Or and, even and like just watch a, a, an honest stream or something that isn't trying to like doesn't have an agenda. That just is like here's the thing, right? And the in the days of the of the demo, yeah, you know, like during that period of time when you knew that you could try the game for a while and say, oh, okay, this is this is something I can get into. Lord, or I wish real well, this demos is clearly were a bullshit. Still. Yeah, oh you know, god, like, a game like this. What if if they had if they had trust in it, they would have had a beta. An open beta of some sort. It would have come up. A it's couple not months even ago. a matter of trust anymore, though, because like there's such because because everything is so socially engineered now. Because like there's like you know the the Reddit squad would be out there just trashing it no matter what it was. That like there there's no way to win that game, and they know right. that. So they're not going to do that no matter what because there's no there's no advantage to them in doing that. Right. That's the right. problem. We've, we've socially engineered ourselves into a corner where we can't have the good shit anymore because the companies are going to get hurt because they do the good thing. That's yeah. that's where we are, folks. Congratulations. Yeah. We did it. Thanks, Reddit. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it. That's the important thing. Is, is yeah, you're, you're no, getting, it's, you're, it's, it's a beautiful – like the, the craft is there. It is. Obviously, it people is. the people that made this – are proud of what they've been doing. I'm getting and a chuckle. They're very frustrated. Yeah, they're very. I'm sure they're very frustrated, not just by the reaction, but also by uh, all the compromises they've had to make from the game they probably really wanted to make. Yeah, and that the corporate corporate side of it said, "No, no, you have to have this. You have." Well, to it's have funny because I, I looked at the subreddit today for it, and it's it feels so very much like the early days of Marvel's Avengers where mm-hmm. like the, the, the true believers are going like, no, 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 guys, it's good. It's good. Everything's yeah. fine. We're fine. It's good. You enjoy it. It's fine. The good thing <laughs> is that even if this game gets shut down, Oh, it will. In theory, it's it definitely still, will. Like even no in the question. short term, yeah, it, it's, it's still in a state that you could still play the game and, and get the story. You know, whereas Avengers yeah. was kind of unfinished, you know, well, in the way they not were. Not really, because the, the actual the campaign was done. I think they left Marvel's Avengers in a very good place, actually. They, well, yeah, that's, they, that's they ended true, yeah. that game well. You can, I still poke at Marvel's Avengers every now and then. You can still play that game all the way through and everything but is there and it's good. I would I would argue that our, that Avengers still had more adventures oh, to go on. Definitely, like they, Whereas they had plans. The Suicide they, Squad, yeah, was much more limited in what they were going to do. Yes, uh, you know, any anything what they should have done is had this. It would have been a game that everybody enjoyed, and then in and in, in two years they release the sequel. Yeah. That's what you fucking do with video games. You have a successful game, you make a sequel. But here's the you, problem you, you with that. No, we, we've lost sight of the fact that like games don't get developed in two years anymore. That's mm. those days are gone. Triple a games take like four to six years minimum now. Right. And there's no business model that will account for that currently. Right. Right. So but if, if you, if you use the, foundation of the game a sequel can be done much quicker yeah you know as long as you're not trying to reinvent the wheel you you don't you don't have to take 
another 10 years yeah, to make course, the sequel. Then you get the, the reviews that talk about how it's just derivative. You know, so it's yeah, like, but you know what I mean. I, I think most for losing. That's the point, right? No, right? I mean, like Assassin's Creed games, at least they would when yeah. they were doing well, they could they could just use the engine and continue the story and not have to reinvent everything. It was it was just that was how the game was designed. Yeah, and and that was that was fine. So this and this could have been you know they're they're it's still Unreal Engine. So there's I don't know. You know what I'm trying to say? I know the, this this could have been. One game that was released and everybody had fun and it wasn't the end of the world because it wasn't meant to be played forever. It was simply a very fun game. And and I I feel like with with the developers getting away from now that we've all agreed that live service <laughs> is poison, uh, more and more devs are realizing, OK, great. Now we can just make fun content and just have fun thing I keep it. thinking about so like what 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 we're talking about now is what's the alternative to this well the alternative to this is that um Square Enix Guardians of the Galaxy game that mm-hmm. wasn't a live service game that was just a self-contained story that mm-hmm. it, and it it by all accounts was a dismal financial failure right so but it's like it was a great game it was a great game but and that's and it needed to it needed to find an audience. <laughs> it's the thing, but they, right? Like they had you, fully committed themselves to it being a monster success right off the bat. That yeah. they they've already decided it's a failure, and the, you're never going to see it's like again. It is. There are so many factors that you cannot control. That's the thing, right? Like there's yeah. a time and a place for a thing, and sometimes particularly because the development cycle for for video games is so long now that you can't time this to be the hot thing at the time. Because this would have been the hot thing at the time that Marvel's Avengers came out, for example. But it's not anymore. And this is why it feels like this weird time capsule from another era, even though that era was like, you know, two to three years ago, right? That yeah. still feels like ancient at this point. It's crazy. It's it is wild. So anyway, there we go. Suicide Squad, Kill the Justice League. Kevin's enjoying it. Frankie may actually stream it. Who knows? We'll see about Sounds any good. of that. Um, wow, we actually almost did two hours. Can you believe it? I we're, do. I do believe it. We're pretty close. It's not bad. We can talk. We can talk. We are talkers. Turns out. Um, all right. We're going to call it there, I think. Thank you, everybody, as always, for listening to all of our bullshit. Jamie, we love you and we need you. If you've listened to this, <laughs> this far, clearly, we need you. Hopefully, Jamie will be back for the next episode. OperationPuppet.com has all of the links. I'm going to put my finger on the button for the outro. Okay. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, everybody. Not at all. Thank you. And we'll see you next time. You have been listening to Pixels and Puppets, the Operation Puppet podcast. Visit www.operationpuppet.com for all our links, tell your friends, give us a rating wherever you get your podcasts, and join us again because nothing is more entertaining than aging nerds giving their opinions on the internet. <laughs>